0: I wasn't keeping so white and by the fire
1: Поехали.
2: crack this is fire drawn air episode 17 my name is ian lynch i have to be honest with you here i've had this show completed and recorded for the last week and a half i thought it was brilliant getting it all done early and on time i was like the kid in your class who uh, goes ahead in his maths book and gets the next three weeks worth of work done when he doesn't even have to well i don't know was there i don't think there was actually any kids like that in my class it definitely wasn't me anyway um But yeah, I thought it was brilliant. And then I woke up this morning with a start and I was like, oh, I have to to redo the show. It just, I think it sucks. And I came back and I listened to just the first little bit of uh, narrating that I did, the first bit of speech. And I was like, yeah, it definitely sucks. I have to do it all again. I mean, I I hate the sound of my own voice at the best of times, but this was a particularly bad example. Um, (laughs) So here we are. It's 20 to five in the morning. It's uh, it's the Saturday before the show comes out and I'm determined to just lash this all out and do it again because I think I can do a much better job. Um. So, yeah, there was actually a really good response to the look at the ancient instruments Um, like two months ago. I thought, uh, well, I love doing it myself. I don't base everything I do on whether or not a garner is a good response. But, you know, sometimes... If it's something that I kind of feel like, well, maybe people might be a bit bored of this and I end up doing it and it does get a good response, I'm like, oh, daddy, well, that's a kind of a green light to just forge ahead and do it a little bit more. In case you didn't know, I do have a Patreon, so you can sign up for that and give me a few bob every month if you feel like it. In return, you'll get um, MP3s of all the shows and also there's a bonus show that I do every month where I look at one ballad in particular. And this month I'm going to be looking at Lord Randall, aka Henry my son, aka Aaron Haskina, aka all the other names that it has. Um obviously not everybody is in the position to sign up to a Patreon. I'm very well aware of this fact. Um but you know, if you wanted to do something else to support the show, that would be cool. I hear lots of people talking about leaving reviews on iTunes. You know, it's not something I really do myself, so I don't really feel like I should ask other people to do it. Um, But, you know, whatever. If you want to share the show on your Bebo account, get it around a bit, show it to your friends. You know, it's all very much appreciated. It's all grist to the mill, and I'm very grateful for all of it. So that track that you heard at the start of the show was called The Travelling People of Ireland, Irish Tinker Music. That was recorded and produced by a man called Alan McWeeny, back in 1967. Now, Alan McWeeny was a man from Dublin, primarily a photographer, and he spent a lot of time with travelling communities around Dublin back in the 1960s. And There was a book of his that came out a couple of years ago called Irish Travellers Tinkers No More, and that is well worth checking out. I have this LP at home, but I don't have it to hand at the moment. And as far as I remember, the actual individual artists weren't credited. And I can't find any information about it online either. Um, I'm looking at the liner notes now and I can't see anything about it. So I'm not sure who that was. It's just credited as jigging with an oil drum. So as many of you are no doubt aware, there are bagpipes from nearly every European country and many other countries besides and up next I want to play a recording of a man called Sean Folsom talking about a set of reed pipes that come from the city-state of Ur, now that was in Mesopotamia which is as far as I know somewhere around the south of Iraq, where the south of Iraq is today. And these pipes were found in the grave of a queen called Poo Abbey and these were buried about 4,800 years ago. Um, Maybe you've heard of the term Ur, named after the city state. It's spelled UR. Like sometimes you'll hear folklorists talking about the Ur type of a particular folk narrative, and that is, you know, the kind of proposed very first initial state of this story. And um, that's certainly where I have heard the term before. And, you know, I know that it comes from this city state, maybe because it was believed to be one of the earliest city states in the world. But whatever about that. Anyway, here's Sean Folsom. He's like, you know, kind of pretty widely regarded as an expert in the field. And he's talking here about this set of pipes.
3: Dug up in 1929 by Sir Leonard Woolley. And this is a recreation by a man named Ben Hume in New York City. He went down and studied the original pieces of these pipes that were buried with Queen Puabi, Ninchabur. Uh, she had a bunch of different names, but uh, uh, 4,800 years ago, she passed away and 40 of her royal retinue were put in the grave with her after they were sacrificed, and that included her Piper and her Harper. So by virtue of the fact that these were made out of silver and not just regular plant material like this, some they came down to us, but they had been broken, and there was actually two sets and um, they were broken to send them into the next world with the piper so one type of reed plays an almost a major scale let's see and this side here plays a chromatic scale because the reed's slightly different now i can Um, make reeds that play both of these pipes equally in tune with each other, but I kind of like the idea that I can get two different scales out of this. And uh, somewhere in the middle of this scale is something that blends in with this. common throughout the ancient Middle East. Uh, The Hittites played them. The uh, Phoenicians played them. uh, The Babylonians, uh, Akkad, Akkadians played them. Um, The ancient Hebrews called them Halil, or Ugav, and they were played for the harvest festival that just precedes Rosh Hashanah, which is the head of the year. Uh, They call it Succoth, and you make a booth And you give thanks to the Lord for a a bountiful harvest. And so it says, he has not heard joy who has not heard the halalim play for the festival of Sukkot. So this is a uh, kind of universal uh, ancient reed pipe of the ancient Middle East. In Sumeria, it was called gigit, which meant reed long.
2: So what we're talking about here with these pipes is the oldest extant wind instrument in the world. They would have been a good 500 years older than the oldest of uh, Egyptian instruments, which still survive. So as Sean mentioned there, the pipes in the grave are actually broken on purpose and folded in over themselves. And this apparently contrasts with the way that the string instruments that were buried in the same graves were left and many of the string instruments which were like a kind of a lyre at that stage had been clad with silver and or gold foils in order to either adorn them or preserve them in the afterlife Um, there's a couple of different ideas about why the pipes might have been destroyed but one of them goes back to a tale about the shepherd god Dumuzi and in one story apparently it tells of the goddess Ishtar and her descent into the underworld. And she wanted a return to the realm of the living and the Muzi, the shepherd god, he agreed to take her place in the underworld and this was an act that he periodically repeated. Now the story goes that his pipes fell silent whenever he descended into the underworld and when he would return, the pipes could be heard again and the living people would rejoice it's thought that the destruction of the pipes in the grave mirrored this aspect of the god and his pipes. And one thing that struck me about the story was its similarity with a narrative that you find all over Ireland and in parts of Scotland. It's commonly called the piper in the cave or sometimes the fiddler in the cave but it, to be honest it's more often than not it's a piper and It's all about how at one stage in the past, and for one reason or another, a piper walked into a cave playing the pipes, and as he went deeper and deeper into the cave, the music became fainter until eventually it wasn't heard anymore. Um, And I thought that was quite a striking parallel. Up next, I want to play a recording. Now, this is a duet of a man called Barnaby Brown, who I will talk about a bit more afterwards. And he's playing a reconstruction of the pipes and there's another musician playing a reconstruction of the lyre. So I suppose, you know, it's very hard to say what the actual tunes or what was the music that was played on these instruments. But what a recording like this gives us, I suppose, is just a kind of a tantalising suggestion of what might have been played on them at one stage. Now if you see a video of this instrument being played, one of the things which might come to mind is that they look very much like the launetas from Sardinia. The launetas are a mouth-blown instrument usually consisting of three small pipes and this is another stage in the evolution of the bagpipes. Um, I went to see a talk by a professor of the launetas, and it was his opinion that the launetas directly influenced the the evolution of the bagpipes in the north of Europe and it would have been a member of one of the Roman legions who would have brought them up from the south of Europe. So speaking of recordings where we can actually hear ancient tunes being played I want to play this recording of a woman called Cristina Maniero and she is playing an instrument called the tibiae impares and As far as I know the tune and the instrument are from ancient Rome Very similar to the Leonidas in form Um, And the name of this tune is Quintus Vibius Fuscus next I want to play a commercial recording of the actual launetas from Sardinia. This track is called Ballo Sardo. It was recorded in 1943 and the player is widely regarded to have been one of the best Leonetta players that ever existed. His name was Efisio Medis. So some of the earliest evidence for the existence of similar instruments in this part of the world come in the form of depictions that we can see on stone high crosses around the country and over in Scotland as well. Um, What these depictions show are figures playing some form of triple pipe. And Barnaby Brown, who we heard earlier on, he's actually reconstructed a number of versions of this instrument. But the one I'm going to play next, he calls it the Ard Catton Triple Pipe, and he developed this instrument in um, conjunction with a man from Sardinia, as far as I know, whose name is Luciano Montici, and this instrument that he plays is in the key of G. thought that while we're down here rummaging around in the depths of prehistory, looking at these early instruments and early tunes, we might as well look at the earliest song. And what I've found looking into this is that the earliest song that we have evidence for comes from a list of songs called the Hurrian songs. Now, these come from a place that was called Ugarit, it's a headland in the north of Syria. And this is basically a collection of clay cuneiform tablets. It's like the oldest notation for music that we have. And this particular song was a hymn to the goddess Nikal, who I believe was the goddess of orchards. Now, there's a number of different renditions of this song that you'll find if you go looking for it on the internet. But this particular one was put together by a man called Richard Dumbrill. It's simply called h 6 Horian song so you might remember that last month I took a good serious look at the song On Drimmin and Don Delish," and all the different ways that it changed and transformed over the years to become all kinds of different songs but I was really raging like about a day or two after the show went out I heard a version of it that I wasn't aware of but that I definitely would have put in the show if I had known about it and um, this particular song was based on the Kisses Sweeter Than Wine stage of the song. But without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, here is Busta Rhymes taking What's Mine.
4: And now, now for our
2: feature presentation.
4: Yeah. Reminiscing the the shit. No, no. I am the nicest ever Yeah, just in case you niggas wasn't really understanding what was going on <laughs> It's bust a bust, nigga Mick Boogie Check it Let's go since I was a young and I would walk in the street and I was taking what was mine. Come on, come on. <laughs> when I was young, see, I was packing a punch. Lil' feisty motherfucker, quick for taking your lunch. None of my niggas rockin' with me with squeal. Everybody getting caught as long as they ain't had no swine in their meal. Every day I go to school and I'll be rollin' with all of my dogs. Like I was grown and I was really impressin' abroad. Every day we were steppin' the niggas. Hey yo, what's up? Better run it or we coming to dig digger all in your pocket. Every now and then they might throw a punch back at the end. The, end of the day, they had to pay for they lunch back Now, you know, my mouth was rude After a while, I realized the kid was cool With paying me for they food Okay, okay, must have been something I saw cash flow I ain't only lust for the cake I fell in love with the dough Let's get this money Now, I ain't never believed she could be so sweet When niggas can get paid for so easy This motherfucker feels so good Taking a little of lunch money in his lunch And making him pay for his lunch to get his lunch back yeah, that's how we got his much money too And <laughs> yeah, that's how we on it Come on Got the chance to go and start the bubble some coke And started taking what was mine my... Alright, alright Got a little old to marry this thing called struggling Hustling, trying to find bigger things, Be busting in Even though sometimes we fighting, we tussling We shorties holding their paper through the hustle and bustling And I stand on the corner smoke a blunt with my click, My dog, hey. ever bless me when he front me your brick You best believe that As we get down and dirty with powder And coke the coke and flip a break in 36 hours Now what you say? We out of town and now we doing it greasy My money's sick, unbelievably coming in easy Let's get this done uh, The Reaganomics ever was right in actual Shit, the coke was so good The fiends was smoking the capsule That shit is bomb Brick slipping in a day and a half Black, I never heard or seen no money sweeter than that That shit was crazy Yeah Money was rolling in like a motherfucker floodgate was opening <laughs> Shit, shit was so sweet, nigga It was such a time for niggas You know what I mean, niggas. to go out of town and set up shop a little crack and crib and bubble. Yeah, you know, niggas that run up in the mall about our 30 pair of sneakers yeah. Little niggas that was getting it Now that I'm a man, blessed to see a lot of shit, you know I'm taking what was mine For sure, for sure Thinking bigger now, I'm trying to own land Getting up now, I'm older, nigga, think it's a grown man Niggas is have a seas, gotta create a new whole plan Tired of winter hustles, home and cracking my cold hands So then I started to spit hollering where my dogs is at hey. Run up in labels hollering where your boss is at So determined to get this new cake like you ain't no to put some better food on my plate So what you do? Spit the shit the streets of love and respect And in return got corporate America cutting me checks. It's, it's only right This was some new shit for me to get loose to Started feeling the love different from what I was used to Let the hell Fucking lots of hoes getting a lot of the dough Money bigger plus we do when the world shows. Now sing this shit Yeah, uh-huh. this yeah. You know what's good to when you ain't uh-huh. When you ain't got to son of all that shit You know where you can put the crack down paper real successful now nigga yeah you know we taking care of the family and it couldn't get more sweeter come on now that i'm a man blessed to see a lot of shit you know i'm taking what was
2: Emmett Gill and Jesse Smith playing a set of hop jigs, they were called The Stony Batter and that is based on a song from the 1700s called The Rakes of Stony Batter, quite a bawdy song by anybody's standards, and another tune called John McFadden's um, that was recorded back in 2012 on an album that the pair then put out called The Rookery. Up next, it's Lomax does... Ireland
5: You got a whaling song you love it Say it's a song about the sea What do you call that over here in Ireland? Oh, that's
2: a massive song I've heard in a long time. So, back to the unnamed hotel in Karna, where we left off last month, which I have since found out was called Mongans at the time. And thanks to Michael Steen of the absolutely amazing Ihe Nanauron YouTube channel who passed on that information to me. But it's interesting to see that the... Even though there was kind of moments of high social awkwardness going on, there was amazing stuff being recorded as evidenced by the following recording of Roshi and Dove sung by Sean
0: McDonough. <speaking in French> Nirenya hloom, Allah the and I be a prone to for a year with and man And more, she knew. The more, she knew Yaller Waffle and the Oh, and Tonatogahanic Lake, and all a query, no, me, a no, she in a Mara, how old they He owned Horn and I get little chit on a and for of
2: So we kind of saw a little bit of the techniques that both Alan Lomax and Robin Roberts used last month where they would maybe sing bits and pieces of songs themselves in order to just create the sense of familiarity and conviviality that would be conducive to a person singing a song. and we can hear that Alan Lomax did the same thing here with the Greenland whale fisheries. Um, he was trying to get a similar song from the singers who are present. But there is just something about this that already I'm like wincing inside when I hear <laughs> it. My face starts going red because I just I can't get over thinking about the awkwardness of this social situation. But um. I'll stop giving my opinion on that. Just listen to this.
5: I wonder whether either of you ever heard any song about whaling. We have one in America about catching whales. I'll sing just a verse or two of it and see if it reminds you of something that you know here in Ireland Mm -hmm. where there must have been some whales washed up on the beach one time or two. In 1849... On March the thirteenth day We heisted our colors to our topmost high And for Greenland bore away, brave boys And for Greenland bore away And when we'd reached that icy shore With our galleon ship in full fold Well we wished ourself back safe at home again With our friends all on the shore, brave boys with our friends all on the shore, our captain stood on the foretopmast head with a spyglass in his hand. There's a whale! There's a whale! There's a whale! Cries he, and it blows on every span, brave boys, and it blows on every span. And when this whale we did harpoon, he give one flash with his tail. And he upset the boat, we lost five of our crew. Neither did we catch that whale, brave boys, neither did we catch that whale. Then heist your captains away, cries he, let us leave this cold country where the whale fish does blow and the stormy wind does grow and the daylight seldom seen, brave boys. And the daylight seldom seen.
2: But now this is kind of the worst part of it here. I think in this situation, you can really see Lomax's kind of brashness and impatience coming out. Now, don't forget when he had been back in Dublin, as we saw in the first episode of Lomax Does Ireland, Sean O'Sullivan of the Irish Folklore Commission had called him the Texas Tornado. Now, I do think that good folklore collectors always seem to have a level of directness and upfrontness about their job you can hear it for example in interviews that Tom Munley carried out um and it probably is necessary to do the job but I think in this case Lomax was just too on the nose and um it appears that he did rub up some of the lads the wrong way on this day.
5: You got a whaling song, either of you?
0: No idea.
5: Alright You know any song about the going on going fishing for whales or finding a whale
2: Not you, Bartley. No, sir. We haven't. I'm sorry. Sing us a song about the sea, Bartley. Yeah, bit much there, Alan, I'm afraid. Surprisingly, Sean McDonough did actually sing him a song about the sea, even after that. Here is Pukon Vickle
1: and I viewed and the Near a will cavernous far new I hope the knowledge is nursed for a new shool. to show for a gay fellow. body ghost she gave hardness, he a I And gave the we we pok on the wamshinry and pound, swinging till I chule. Snatched the in case he wins. one well now, this is and third part of the entire team. I can't a I not my heart is open, the had. Oh, how Oh, water go on. Don't the اگماش در این تالو کنی پتیوریست تاردنیست انتیاختان
6: it's of a pretty female as you may understand her mind being bent around the linen to some far off land she dressed herself in men's the toy as though it a bear and she hired with the sea captain to for and the captain's wife, she being on board, she seeming encouraging to think her husband had engaged such a handsome cabin boy. And now and then she'd slip him a kiss and she would have a like to die. But it was the captain found out The secret of this handsome carbon boy Her cheeks they were like roses red And her hair lay in a curl. The sailors often smiled and said That she looked just like a girl But eating of the captain's the biscuits, are the colour it it is destroy And the wasted did so well of pretty now this house. At night amongst the sailors Was a fearful flurrying around They tumble up from their hammocks And their sleep it did destroy And they swore about the groaning of This handsome cabin boy Oh doctor, dear, oh doctor this. I did cry. The time has come, I am undone and surely I will die. Well, the doctor, he came a running and a smiling at the fun. Far to think a sailor lad should have a daughter or a son. And the sailors, when they saw the joke, they all did stand and stare. This child belonged to none of them. They saw them it away. The captain, the wife, she said to him, me dear, I wish you joy, for it's either you or me." In and then each man took his touch of rum and they drank the best to trade. And like likewise to the cabin boy was man
2: that was Sweeney's Men with the Handsome Cabin Boy and then after that Frank Zappa's version which I was not aware of until Sarah Corey sent that to me so thanks a million for that Sarah. Up next I want to play a song that was recorded in 1972 by Tom Munley. This is a recording of a woman called Anne O'Donnell a traveler who was living in a derelict house on Green Street Boyle County Roscommon and the song is called My Darling Brownhaired Boy. And I want to give a big shout out to the one and only Donald Dineen. Uh, Donald showed this song to me when I was in his house last summer. We were recording an episode of Make Me an Island versus Fire Drawn Air. And that's still up online if you want to check it out.
7: Oh, we're down, oh, we're down in the low, lowland I'm meant for to make my bed. I'll gather the green arrays of mm-hmm. the trees, to shade under my love's head. Mm-hmm. Of his violets mm-hmm. are blue, he'll I be my love true, and every other young man. I'll die. Let him go where he will He'll be my love still My darling brown Hereby Oh The very first place I saw My love's face Wasn't it then His two knees he fell I lifted him up And my love and I place them in my right knee If your violets are blue How would I be my love true How deeply other young men, held I? eye Let himself what the will he be my love still My darling prom hereby these farmers daughters are rolling from town to town <laughs> and the more of these <laughs> farmers daughters they are coming to the out let them go what they will how will i be my love still had every other man i'll enjoy them
2: okay, thanks a million for listening to the show. As always, you can find links to everything I've done on the internet at www.campsite.bio forward slash fire drawn air. I really, really hope you're all keeping as well as can be. And if you can't keep well, then at least keep it real, and if you can't keep it real, well, good luck to you. Where have you
8: been all the day, Billy bye, Billy bye? Where have you been all the day, my Billy bye?
9: I've
8: been walking all the day, my German auntie day. My Nancy, did diddle, my nan oh my charming Billy Boy. Can she cook a bit of steak, Billy by Billy by? Can she cook a bit of steak, my Billy Boy? She can cook a bit of steak, a, a frog a cook, a steak. Nancy didn't meet and say oh my charm and billy bye can she cook an apple cake billy bye billy bye can she cook an apple cake my billy bye she can cook an apple cake uh, to make a corn and cake Nancy, didn't let Nancy, oh, my charming Billy-bye. Is she fit to be your wife, Billy-bye, Billy-bye? Is she fit to be your wife, my Billy-bye? She is fit to be my wife, walking to a knife. and my Nancy, didn't let Nancy, oh, my and Billy-bye.